0: So I so badly wanted to get out of her way that I like climbed on this weird tree and I I stepped in dog poop, man Hello and welcome back to the hard feelings podcast This is of course my mental health podcast where we talk about things like anxiety and depression a.k.a hard feelings. And today, we're talking about extra hard feelings. Rock hard feelings, if you will. Um, okay, redact that. We're talking about some extra hard feelings today, okay? Today's episode is actually inspired by a new book that I've been listening to. It's not a new book. It's like 10 years old, but it's my, it's new to me. It's called Dark Side of the Light Chasers. It's by Debbie Ford. And basically, it's all about like learning to love your shadow, aka the parts of yourself that you try to push down and pretend don't exist and believe it or not it's brought up a lot of hard feelings for me and kind of made me realize that I've been serenity nowing my feelings for basically my whole life. If you don't know what that means there's a very famous episode of Seinfeld where Frank Costanza just keeps saying serenity now every time he feels angry instead of actually getting angry and it's supposed to like give him peace and the way that I do this in my own personal life is I say no be nice to my every time I experience an angry thought which believe it or not looking at me you know you guys are always tell me in my comments like you're a little miss sunshine you're so bubbly you're so positive all the time you would not believe the amount of times in a day I feel angry in my mind I get so easily irritated at people in my everyday life, literally just walking around and it's stupid stuff. It's stuff I know I I shouldn't rationally be angry about, like people walking too slow in front of me, too slow. I'm a fast walker. These people are walking at normal speed, but I get so irrationally irritable, but instead of allowing myself to experience the anger, I literally serenity now myself, but instead I say in my head, no, be nice, no, be nice. That is my same equivalent to serenity now, no, be nice. And I just say that that Every time. Every time. Every single time. But to quote the great Lloyd Braun in that episode of Seinfeld, when you just say, serenity now, or no be nice, it just bottles up the anger, and eventually, you'll blow. Serenity now, insanity later. So I feel lucky I have not experienced a moment yet where I've blown, you know, blown up with anger, but I I don't want to keep going on this path, you know? I've realized I really do not ever allow myself to be angry, and something that this book has really brought to light for me is that we all have every single feeling on on the span of human emotions you know from angry to evil to happy to kind to generous to greedy to jealous like we have all of the emotions they all exist within us that is what makes us human that is what makes us whole but many of us myself included try to push down a lot of these emotions because they're unpleasant and, you know, maybe they've hurt us in the past. Maybe in the past we've shown anger and we've received bad feedback from that or it's gotten us into trouble, you know, so we push down these feelings. But basically what this book is about is that even the the bad feelings, the hard feelings, are important to still have. Because you can't experience happiness without experiencing sadness. You can't experience joy without experiencing anger. You know, you can't experience gratitude if you don't experience jealousy. Like, the whole reason we recognize all of these positive emotions so easily is because we also have these negative emotions within us. And you know, calling them positive and negative feelings is pretty much just further contributing to the problem, right? We assign positive and negative to all of these feelings and the ones we deem as negative are the ones we try to push down. But if we keep pushing them down, they have a hold on us. An example Debbie Ford gave in this book today was talking about like your, all of your emotions being like an outlet. Imagine your entire body is covered in little outlet plugs. A lot of the emotions, you know, the ones that you don't push down, like let's say, you know, joy for example, they have an outlet cover on them, protecting them. But the emotions that you push down and try to pretend don't exist, like anger, don't have an outlet cover on them. So when plugs into that emotion, like something triggers that anger, that's gonna have a charged response, you know? Like, that's how I feel when I see other people. Maybe if I see somebody yelling at a waitress in a restaurant, that makes me so irrationally angry because seeing them express their anger it's, it charges me, right? Because I'm pushing down that anger for myself, so when I see somebody else freely expressing their anger, it gives me an emotionally charged response. And I'm not saying anyone should ever do this, right? <laughs> Obviously, I don't advocate for yelling at waitstaff and restaurants, but the reason you have a charged response or an extreme response to somebody else's actions is because those are actions and emotions you're trying to push down within yourself. You know, I just gave the example of anger, but another one I really struggle with is people being inconsiderate. That's something I so heavily do not want to be a part of me, even though it is, and emotions, so therefore it exists within me because human beings contain all of the emotions, I so badly don't ever wanna be considered inconsiderate. So when I see somebody do something that I might deem inconsiderate, no matter how big or small, you know, like I said earlier, somebody walking slowly in front of you, maybe somebody talking loudly on their cell phone in public, I feel so triggered by this. I feel so charged up by this because I'm like, how could somebody possibly be this inconsiderate? how are they not Hyper aware of the situation like I am I am so hyper aware of other people's perception of me that even when I am out in Public I am paying attention to every single person around me and I'm trying so extra hard to be polite Do you know what I did today today? There was a woman on the sidewalk jogging towards me and to get out of her way I had to like step onto the grass and like over a tree even though like she was already pausing to let me go But I couldn't let her let me go because in my head I was like she jogging, so she should have the right of way, so I so badly wanted to get out of her way that I, like, climbed on this weird tree, and I I stepped in dog poop, man. I had dog poop all over my crock. It was disgusting. And, like, I'm not necessarily saying those things are correlated, but it it kind of felt like a metaphor, right? I go so far out of my way to show people that I am considerate, that I'm literally willing to step in shit for it. And because I have this hyper-awareness of other people's perception of me and trying to make sure... I'm perceived as considerate. I'm also attracting inconsiderate people to me. That's another really interesting thing from this book. I'll link the the book in the show notes and the YouTube description box, by the way. I definitely think you guys should check it out. I haven't finished it yet. I'm probably like a third of the way in, but I'm really, it's making a lot of good points so far. But that's another thing she said in the book is the emotions that you try to push down within yourself are the emotions that you're gonna surround yourself with, right, so she gave an example of this one client who she had worked Worked with in the book and when they spoke he said you know I fully accept all of the emotions I understand that human beings are the full spectrum of emotions but I'll tell you the one trait that I that I definitely don't possess and that's being an idiot I am definitely not an idiot and I know this because I have all these idiots in my life and he starts naming all of these people and all of these scenarios where these people acted like an idiot what it came down to is she said like you are attracting all of these perceived idiots into your life because you so desperately don't want to be like them. And basically the only way he was able to change his perspective on that was to accept that he too could be an idiot under the right circumstances. And so tying that back into like with me and the anger, I need to acknowledge that I could be visibly angry under the right circumstances. I need to imagine myself as the person who's screaming at the waitress. Try to imagine a circumstance where it could make sense or I could imagine myself screaming at this waitress. Let's say for example, maybe you told the wait staff about a food allergy and they just didn't take it seriously and they brought over the dish and it You know, had the food allergy in it and somebody got sick. That is a circumstance where I could see myself getting angry with them, and you know, that's hopefully not a situation I ever have to be in, but just being able to imagine that there is a world, there is a specific set of circumstances where I could be angry in that situation gives you some sort of peace, or it's supposed to, right? If you learn to understand and accept all of these emotions, supposedly they won't trigger you so much anymore. I gotta tell you, I feel like it's working already. I feel like just being more aware of the things that I get upset with That other people do and realizing that's that is me projecting my own stuff. Oh something else She said that was so good in the book She said when you point your finger at somebody else and you judge them You have three fingers pointing back at you if you're watching on YouTube You can see me pointing back at myself with the three fingers because the world is a mirror Everything you see that you don't like is because it's a part of yourself that you don't like that is such a freeing thing to think about, can I just say? It'll give you so much peace. It'll give you so much peace. It's something you have to practice though, right? It's hard. Our brains have so many thoughts throughout the freaking day. And especially, you know, if you go outside during the day, if you live in a big city like I do, you interact with a lot of people and You just have to constantly practice this. Constantly tell yourself like, ugh, that person is doing something that makes me mad. What is this quality that they possess? Identifying the quality that they possess, maybe it's, you know, for me, it's often inconsiderate or rude, which, you know, those basically mean the same thing. And then I bring it back to me and say, I don't want to be perceived as rude. I do not want to be rude. Rude is not okay with me, but I am rude because I contain every single range of human traits and emotions. The other thing I really like that she keeps saying in this book is like, you don't just need to accept these emotions, but you need to find the positive of these emotions because all emotions have their gifts. Like, let's say if someone is taking advantage of somebody else in your life, you know, they're, they're overcharging them for a service, they're late, they're giving them the runaround, And they're really taking advantage of this person and this person asks you for help to talk to them Are you gonna come and talk to them really weakly and politely and rationally? No, you're gonna come in there and you're gonna mean business and you're gonna take control and you're gonna be a little angry Because at this point in these specific circumstances, that's what makes the most sense. That's what's gonna bring the solution You know, so like same with being inconsiderate, you know inconsiderate is what I'm struggling with, right? I'm trying to find the gifts and being inconsiderate I'm able to find the compassion in knowing that sometimes people are inconsiderate because they have so much else going on. You know, let's say, what if somebody just got news over the phone that somebody that they loved was diagnosed with cancer? I wouldn't expect them to pay attention to how loudly they were talking on the phone. I wouldn't expect them to pay attention to the speed in which they were walking and if they were blocking somebody else from trying to pass them, like, because that's just so low on the priority list. I think we can all imagine a time where we've been going through a really difficult time, where our priorities were just completely changed. You know, I say I'm this super hyper vigilant person, very aware of how I'm being perceived, but when I've received some bad news, when I'm really struggling with something in my personal life, I am so much less vigilant. I am so much more living in my head in a different way and just thinking about my circumstances and what I'm gonna do. I don't think about how fast I'm walking. I don't think about how loudly I'm talking on the phone. You know, so I'm able to find the compassion for people being inconsiderate, but I am struggling to find the gift. What is the gift of being inconsiderate? Maybe the gift of being inconsiderate is taking care of yourself. Like I said, in the circumstance, if someone had just received terrible news that a family or friend had gotten diagnosed with cancer, their priority should be able to take care of themselves so they're able to take care of that person, so that they're able to make it through the day. When you're going through hard times, a lot of times your priorities just have to change to making it through the day without breaking down. So if being inconsiderate can help you do that, then I guess that does make it a gift. I guess there really is a gift in every trade. Okay. Yeah, tentatively, that's the gift. Let me know if you guys can think of another way being inconsiderate could be a gift. The example she gave in the book that I really liked was being mean. She said like, you know, being mean, nobody wants to be mean. That's something a lot of us push down. We don't wanna be mean. But if you're in a situation where something is not getting done that needs to get done and a person is ignoring you and not paying attention to you and not doing what needs to be done and things are slipping through the cracks, you're not going to come in there and be nice and ask them politely for the hundredth time. You have to switch your attitude. You have to come in and be a little mean to make sure that things go forward. All right, well, I'm sure that was a little rambly. It's a little all over the place. I kind of have to go through this like brain dump stage when I start learning a new concept like this, learning this concept of accepting all of the feelings that I contain, accepting that I contain Every single feeling that exists within me because I am human and once I accept them I'll be able to control them more. That is a heavy concept, dude And uh, I highly recommend you listen to the dark side of the light chasers for yourself because she does exercises, too um, That, you know, ask you questions to help you really get your brain moving in case you're listening to the book and you're having trouble Bringing up feelings, you know, she gives you a ton of examples But also there's there's questions to pull it out of you, which is really helpful for me, the big ones are angry and inconsiderate. I really don't want to be either of those things, but I am both of those things. And when I am judging other people for being that way, I am sticking three fingers back towards myself because that is what I am. So yeah, this is an interesting journey that I'm on here today. Oh, mental health song of the week. I didn't think about one until right now, but I'm going to spur the moment, call it, all American bitch by Olivia Rodrigo. It's a really beautiful song and it definitely feels very relatable to being, being a lady in America. So definitely give it a listen. I love the line where she says all the time, I'm grateful all the time, I'm sexy and I'm kind, I'm pretty when I cry. Like you just, that's what the human experience feels like, especially for young women. But like, I think everybody feels like this a lot where you just feel like you're always expected to be be grateful and to say thank you and to be polite and to be a good, quiet girl. And uh, it's exhausting. I know women relate to that a lot though because like, what what is that the trope of? You know, the, the ideal woman is quiet and well-mannered and is grateful, is so grateful all the time, so sexy and kind, so pretty when she cries. Like, it makes you wanna scream. She has that line in the song too where she says, I scream inside to deal with it. Like, she screams inside her head. She pushes down these emotions to deal with the hard feeling She just screams inside her head instead of actually expressing the anger out loud Kind of like I do. I guess you could say Olivia Rodrigo is just like me and with that I thank you guys so much for listening. Ooh, a mental health coping mechanism for the week. I'm doing the extra bits of the podcast off the cuff this week. I hope you enjoy it. My mental health coping mechanism of the week? Light a freaking candle. I know that sounds... I know that sounds wild. That sounds like a throwaway one. I've got one lit right now. It's Honey Pumpkin from DW Home. It smells absolutely amazing. Something about lighting a a strong scented candle, if you don't have a candle, if you have body spray, perfume, anything, emitting a strong smell can change your freaking mood. I Light candles all day every day, dude, because I I just need a smell to affect my mood. If I am feeling stressed, if I am feeling overwhelmed, I will light a really sweet smell because I notice that I react well to those. And for you, it doesn't have to be sweet. You know, it could be lavender, it could be something a little herby, something a little musky, something a little tonka, something with vanilla, something a little spiced, maybe a pumpkin spice candle for you. Maybe even a woodwick candle. Those are really nice because they make like the wood crackling noise. It's very soothing. But yeah, scents have a very big effect on your emotions. That's like a proven thing. And if you play around with it a little bit, you know, smell some different smells. Go to a freaking Yankee Candle. Go to a Bath and Body Works. Smell them all. Find the one that gives you the warmest feeling inside and light it every time you feel anxious, just use proper fire safety precautions. Okay, don't have it near anything flammable and make sure you always blow it out before you leave the room. Um, So yeah, that's my advice to you. That's my mental health coping mechanism of the week. Hey, they can't all be box breathing, you know, but box breathing. That's another great one for you too. I thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hard Feelings Podcast. I appreciate you so much. Rate and review this podcast. If you are on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, follow me everywhere, do all of the things that you're supposed to do. Look at the show notes, look at the description. If you want to know what makeup I'm wearing today, if you're listening on Spotify and suddenly you're feeling big FOMO for not knowing what makeup I'm wearing today, come on over to YouTube and you can see it or follow me on Instagram. Both things would be absolutely lovely. And I thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next Friday with a new episode. Bye, take care of yourself.